consistent self-improvement everybody you are now listening to american gypsy podcast i am your host classic and i am here with my co-host gypsy and today we have jatesh vaswani he is the partnership director at the art of living usa and breathwork and meditation facilitator welcome to the show jatesh welcome thank you guys for having me on the show it's a pleasure so to get started i like to kind of always ask tell us a little bit about you know yourself tell us you know where you're from and how you got into um, breath work sure um i'm from new delhi india and uh, I, I think i was just always curious to know about meditation you know i i remember um when i was in sixth grade um there was a meditation workshop that was happening in my school as a part of the summer camp and I was resist. It, it was called the Art of Living program, and my dad asked me like, "Hey, will you participate in this in this class?" And I was like, "I know how to live. I can teach you how to live. <laughs> you can pay me." Um, and then, anyway, so on the the day of the workshop came, and I remember I was taking a nap, and I missed the first class because I was taking a nap, and I got up and I got upset at my dad because subconsciously I was like hey why did you not wake me up why did I miss this class you know like I was trying to be cool outside like who meditates you know this is, I'm talking about 15 16 years ago I mean where meditation and breath work were not like buzzwords like they are today right. so you know if you're part if you're meditating in those days people thought that you know you were cuckoo or something like you know <laughs> something different like something not conventional so I woke up and I got upset at my dad and I was like, why did you not wake me up, right? I thought you were going to wake me up. I was just resisting on the outside. I wanted to go. So anyway, so that's when I personally also, you know, kind of recognized that this is something that I wanted. Um, and it was, you know, not as, you know, the Art of Living Foundation is now very popular. Uh, but in those days, um, you know, we had that program once a year. Wait another year, uh, in seventh grade as a part of a summer camp. And that's how I, you know, I enrolled myself this time willingly. And I was like, hey, I wanna go participate. And that's how I got started. So I was 12 when I first meditated. And, uh, wow. uh, you know, I've been Pretty on and off journey since then, but yeah. Yeah, cause we've had a few conversations and mentioned um, that I didn't really hear about or get into meditation until I was like maybe in college, maybe early twenties. And yeah. very familiar. I grew up in a church, so I'm familiar with prayer. But you know, right. meditation was a little bit different. So that's that's amazing. You know that they that they have a program for you know, young people to be able to get into meditation at the age. I think that's yeah. amazing, and that's something that they definitely should bring into the states and a lot of other places. So I'm sorry. Um, well, I was going to ask earlier when you were saying you got into meditation, I thought, was that in India or in, in America? In oh, India. In okay, India. So you grew up in, in India. Yeah, I kind of figured it was in India. I, yeah, I did grow up in India and um, I moved to the U.S. in 2012. I came here uh, to get a master's degree in electrical engineering. And, um, and I've been here since it's been almost 10 years since I've been here, but, um, I grew up in India. Yeah. So 
I know more about meditation than breath work. I, that came to my awareness more recently. What is like, what are the benefits of breath work? Well, um, it keeps us alive. Breath, first of all, <laughs> it's a very oh, important. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no breath, no life. <laughs> it's, I feel like breath in that, that way has a direct impact on the life force energy inside of us also. Um, I kind of think of breath work as a way to get into meditation. It's like the journey that you take for easy meditation. Otherwise, what happens is, uh, you know, you're meditating, but you're really not meditating, you know, and sometimes there are like a lot of thoughts that overpower us, a lot of emotions that overpower us, not that they're counterproductive to meditation, they can be a part of meditation, but to just transcend that level of, you know, body thoughts and emotions, breathing is an integral part because it's even uh, physiologically our emotions and our breath are interlinked in a way. For example, let me ask you, um, how do you breathe when you're angry? Pretty deep, I guess, intense. Yeah, I've seen your heart, your heart rate would probably go up, you know, so yeah. you're breathing probably yeah. a little more. Yeah. Exactly. Heart rate is higher, breathing is faster. Now let's let's observe, how's your breath when you're sad? I, I guess probably would depend on the what kind of sadness, but I would say if it's just you know a, a just a low feeling, shallow, yeah. probably shallow, yeah. So if you notice, slower, a little, uh, I'm, I would think so, probably a little slower, slower, yeah. So if you notice this tendency that you know our emotions have an impact on the breath. Now, thankfully, vice versa is also true. So by learning how to breathe we can learn how to manage our own emotions in a way because they're connected with each other right um, and with breath work then meditation becomes very easy yeah, i could because even you know sometimes with just a if you got so much going and you you kind of just yeah that'll bring to your attention that okay i i'm i'm breathing fast or i'm breathing in a or I'm not breathing or something, you know, right, kind right. of way. Yeah. With whatever's going on in the moment. Yeah. And it's even like I say, emotional. Of course we know, you know, she knows, we know each other pretty well. So even though yeah. <laughs> without anything being said, like what's wrong, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so I can definitely relate to emotional breathing. Yeah. 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 Is there a certain style of meditation you prefer? Um, well, over the years, I've tried a lot of different modalities. There are so many things, so many wonderful things that are out there. Um, you know, there's a Sanskrit saying, uh, which loosely translated says, like, whatever stream, whatever, you know, like, whatever, like, if, if it rains, the water can go into different streams. But ultimately, the streams lead to the same ocean. There's like a poem like that. So which means like whatever path of meditation or whatever style of meditation, modality of meditation you choose, you ultimately go to the same, you know, space in a way, same ocean, the same depth that is within you, that the way to reach can be different. And for me, 
Um, I practice the sky breath meditation. It's a Kriya yoga technique. Um, so I love that. Um, and I've been doing that from the last, I don't know how many years, 15 years almost. And yeah. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, Can you tell us either. a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, it, it's a rhythmic breathing technique. It's a combination of five different breathing techniques. In fact, um, there was a recent research at Yale where they had, you know, a clinical study on 200 students and they, they observed six wellness markers and over a period of certain time and they compared several different well-being interventions and one of them was sky breath meditation and it was incredible the results which were formed were incredible so it's a breathing technique you know five different breathing techniques um, some of them derived from the ancient science of pranayama prana means life force energy ayama means to move the life force energy through different breathing techniques um, so you know some of it is ancient science of pranayama some of it is uh, you know, founded by the founder, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, he went into a period of silence and he says that it came as a poem to him. So I practice that. It's very effective for myself. Um, yeah. Have, have you ever tried one of those like silent retreats? I have. I, <laughs> I, I take one out every six months. <laughs> really? So like what what's the benefit cuz I've thought of it before it came to my awareness like a few yeah. years ago but now um I recently thought about it so like how was your experience with that and what's the benefit that you personally received from it Let me ask you this what what brought, what triggered that thought in, inside of you to consider that or what brought it to your awareness in the first place Um I think I was doing some maybe I was reading a book or mm -hmm. researching probably um probably meditation or something in that realm and I came you know I came across it and thought it was fascinating and interesting to try um yeah yeah um, I guess that's what yeah that's cool um um you know I think for me, a silent retreat is like a vacation. Um, you know, generally when we go on vacation, you guys can tell me this is true or not, but whenever I would go on vacation, when I come back home, I need a vacation from the vacation. Like in the sense like- Sometimes, you know, yeah. A recharge. Sometimes, right? yeah. Vacation, yeah. yeah. You travel a lot, you party a lot, you do different things and you enjoy, of course, that's the beauty of the vacation. But when you come back home, it's like, ah, oh, I need a break because I'm so tired from the vacation. So Love I feel like food. Yeah. <laughs> I exactly. need a break from the food from the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, I feel like silent retreat for me is like a vacation, which is in true sense a vacation where I don't have to be obliged to say thank you or sorry to anyone or text someone or reply to emails or you know, pick up the phone where I can just be away from technology, away from, I'm not saying that technology is bad or anything, but, but just my me time, you know, where I can truly just sit with myself. And uh, at first it was hard, you know, because we're not used to it. Uh, we're so used to cell phones, Instagram, this and that, but 
initially it was hard and then eventually I truly, truly, truly fell in love with myself, I feel, because of the scientific piece. Uh, I can sit with myself and it's just the most wonderful thing ever. I guess it's different for me now, but when I first thought of it, I was, you know, going into a physical place to work and, you know, the com- from the commute, whether it's traffic or like a, a public transport, depending on what city you're in, or, you know, just, it was just a lot of noise and yeah. a lot of talking from meetings to people, friends, coworkers, everything. It was just a lot of noise, I guess. And that was one of the reasons why I thought about it before, but now I guess my life is a little bit more quieter. <laughs> Even though now you need more time. noise, you need a talking. <laughs> I wouldn't say Although more. We still, do, we're in downtown yeah, LA, we do so live in downtown, we get a, but we get enough fire trucks. <laughs> wow, you, you live in downtown LA? You said, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool! You must stop by uh, at one of our centers. In uh, the Artist Living has a really nice, beautiful center in downtown LA. It's the big oh. dome. I don't know if you've seen it on Adams Boulevard. Um, Oh, I have it. Adams. Uh, and when Check I look at Dome, I think about the, the library. Oh, yeah. It looks like a library. Maybe, maybe people confuse it with the library, but oh, check it out. Down by the... yeah, yeah, we'll have to check it out. Check. We bike ride and so, stuff. So, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> as far as some of, you know, basically we were bike riding day around. So, but I just can't think of Adams Boulevard. I'm trying to think. By the freeway uh, after you pass, I think like 6th or 9th Street. But like, okay. what what is? Uh, tell us a little bit more about the art of living. Um. So, uh, art of living is a nonprofit. Um, it was founded forty years ago. In fact, we're celebrating our fortieth anniversary this year. Uh, it was founded by Guru Dev Sri Shankar. He came up with a sky breath meditation, the technique, and uh, that was the summer camp that I told you about. So I took part, you know, in a kids program and it inspired me you know eventually uh, i took multiple retreats breathing meditation and what stems from this space of peace that's created by meditation is the attitude to serve and give back to the society so i, I feel like art of living is also uh, a movement in a way to create social good um, you know in the last 40 years we have we are running now almost 700 free schools um, we have revived wow. Um, more than 40 rivers in drought-prone areas with the help of volunteers, inspiring them to give back to you know, their communities and uh, several other programs, um, you know, trauma relief. Uh, we have a program where we have taught 800,000 inmates how to meditate. Um, so it's an incredible movement in over 156 countries. And the beauty of it is volunteer run. And, you know, there's no, like, boss, there's no employee. It's, it's people wanting to create social good. So that's the beauty of it. That sounds really nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, like a really big project. Yeah. <laughs> how many, how many uh, facilities? You say 700? Oh, uh, 700 free schools in the sense, this, these are, like, normal schools in villages where people don't have access to education okay We're providing you know through our program so you know we u- utilize our programs the retreats and the breathing and the meditation workshops 
also as a way to fundraise to support some of these social activities that we you know undertake so yeah close to 700 free schools we provide the kids with uh, not just education uh, but also uniforms and books and sometimes you know the stories are so heartwarming because these are sometimes in some places these are first generation kids who are seeing a school mm-hmm. um you know and for a lot of the parents who have never seen school or the idea of education and stuff like that it's so hard for them to send their kids away because for them you know in poverty stricken areas um in poverty stricken areas the kids can be like a helping hand to earn more money so they're like why should i send my kids to school when they can you know do odd jobs and make some more money for the family so sometimes the art of living has to uh, kind of support the income that the kids would otherwise bring and like pay the parents that okay here's the share that your kid might have earned but send them to school send them educate them so that when they grow up they can you know be more successful and have a better chance in this world to you know thrive in a way I'd like to go back a little bit on um, the breathing. Yeah. Even just like for me, I could say my normal breathing, I'm, you know, um, chest breathing. And even with meditation, you're breathing more with your, um, your stomach, right? Your abdomen. Mm-hmm. How, uh, is there a way or is, what's the, would you say the more the right way to breathe? If you could, you know, in a, to, to have a all day meditative type of breath if you were to say i want to walk around and be conscious a little bit and try to see if i can get into a walk around meditative type of breathing how would that sure well i don't think there's anything wrong person any wrong way of breathing um you know when i say we teach breath work it's more like um you learn different breathing techniques that you practice in a certain part of the day it's almost like uh let's say um you know on a you you guys live in la uh, the weather can get pretty hot right um mm. so you take a shower once a day and most of the days that's fine right but on a hot sunny day you need to take a second shower right in the evening so these techniques are more like that you know so you take a shower for the mind once a day and that's generally good enough for the whole day so you don't have to continue practicing something throughout the day uh to be mindful to be more you know uh more aware let's or more focused um uh, and maybe on some some you know days where our mind is really not focused or we are in a, we're going through a crisis or a tough situation or a personal uh you know moment where we are feeling low it's okay to take shower twice a day so you can again come back to the breathing exercises let's say you did one time in the morning and then you can come back to it in the evening just so that you can give your mind that break or refresh you know but if you were to think of a way to keep it constantly throughout the day uh i would say just like as a start just becoming aware of the breath itself is you know a big deal so if you're like let's say you're talking to me right now are you aware of your breath right now not until i just thought about it yeah. <laughs> right and it's very interesting yeah. as soon as you become aware of the breath you become aware of a lot of things you become so conscious you know like it's a very uh, naturally occurring phenomena so i wouldn't say there's a right or a wrong way to breathe right um and 
you don't have to really practice like breathing technique per se throughout the day to feel that meditative state. I would rather um, have you learn like some of these breathing techniques and then just chalk out some time, like maybe like 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes in the morning. And that's, you know, that sets the tone for the entire day. Okay. I was just, I guess, asking for some really stressful days. (laughs) <laughs> yeah on those stressful days you can get a second time yeah. did you say it was a stressful day for you no what's that you kind of broke up a you, little bit you, oh same here i couldn't hear the last part I, I was wondering if you said that was today a stressful day for you no no i was saying you know you to if you know you have a you know a very stressful day coming up and you you feel like you're your morning meditation may not last you the day oh. you want to practice. All right, let me see if I can stay in a meditative state most of the day so that I won't, you know, feel a certain way by midday. <laughs> but, you know, that's just right. some of the things that I, that you think about, you know, or that right. I think about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good way to go about it. Right. Like, but, but if you learn it properly, generally, for example, if you get it once a day, it stays with, like for me, when I started, the feeling would stay with me for like, you know, like say six, seven hours at a stretch, which is almost most of the work day. And then I would find that the more I started practicing it every day, that stretch became longer and longer for which the feeling stayed. And now it's like a practice, right? Retraining the mind of, uh, to think a certain way or to start acting a certain way. For example, in LA, you have to go to, let's say downtown LA to Cafe Gratitude, right? And you're used to taking a certain route, right? Maybe the one-on-one, I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. You take the one-on-one and now because you took that route once, the brain is used to, you know, like, so the second time you're going, it's so much easier for the brain just to take the same route, right? So for us and the, in the mind and the brain, it's so easy to traverse the same route again and again. So let's say when we are going through a tough situation, if you got anxious the first time, it's easier for the brain to get anxious the second time around also. Then it become, the anxiety becomes a practice. So with the meditation, what happens is you're breaking that pattern and kind of forming a new practice for the brain, a new route, which is, oh, you can be happier and more productive and more joyful. So now once the brain has traversed that route, it's like, yes, I can be happier in a certain situation. So the second time around when it faces a similar situation, like, you know, last time I learned how to be happy in this situation. So maybe this time it's easier to be happier. And then as time progresses, it becomes easier and easier until it becomes like second nature in a way. So, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, even with my journey with meditation from when I, you know, kind of remember when I got into it versus how often I did it and little changes I saw. I was in Georgia. We lived in um, Marietta, Georgia then, and I worked at a vet office and I basically started to notice then, you know, with certain changes, when I go to work, certain things wouldn't bother me. So like you said, that certain amount of time that how long it lasts, Mm -hmm. you know, I got a kind of the calculation of that and then after so long, it became where I, I guess feeling like it lasted so long, starting to fall off of my meditation. And, you know, so then you get to a point where, okay, I need to go and meditate after 
you know, the turbulence starts to rebuild and it, I, yeah. I can look back on, yeah, the gap got, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger to where it becomes almost now like, all right, I need to meditate more, you know, get back more with the discipline so that, yeah. you know, there's less opportunities for turbulence in certain places. Yeah. Right, right, right. When you're meditating, are you breathing in and out through your nose or in through the nose, out through the mouth? And does it matter? Yeah, well, um, I, I would say um, breath work and meditation are two different things in, that, in, in my mind. So for example, when I'm doing the breathing exercises of breath work, I mostly use nose breathing, like in and out through the nose. However, that's just a way for me to reach that meditative state. During meditation, actually, during the deepest form of meditation, um, a lot, a lot of the awareness about a lot of awareness expands. So, in a way, you go beyond the body, beyond the mind, beyond the breath, even. So, breath is going in and out, but it becomes very feeble. It's almost like you know, very feeble, very light, very gentle beautiful like almost how how do you smell a rose it's like it's like it's like a gentle breath right so same way uh i think for me once i enter that meditative state it's 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 the feeling of you know as if i'm in a form of farm of roses so the breath is going very feeble but the awareness is fully expanded it's a very interesting phenomena so yeah so you've done um, I know you've done speech. I know you've done TEDx. You mentioned that. Is there, when you're going to public speak yeah. and if you're nervous, are there things that you do that help you, you know, calm down or not be so anxious? Yes, actually. Um, there's a technique, there's this breath work called Ujjayi breath, U-J-J-A-Y-I, and your listeners can probably just that's a simple breathing technique. You can just YouTube it or Google it. It's, you know, it's very simple to practice and you can learn it on your own also. That's something very basic. So I practice that, you know, just to get my mind focused um, and uh, help the butterflies in the stomach <laughs> before a conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what I practice. Ujjayi breath. Okay. Yeah, you. I think you mentioned. Um, you say, are you, you, you like podcasts? Or are you getting into podcasting? I, I, I want to get. I want to create my own show one day. Um, but I've definitely been on a few shows myself, and I've helped, um, you know, some of my colleagues and my friends get onto, uh, you know, other shows as well. So. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna, you know, say if you had, if you needed any, you know, podcast tips as far as on equipment or anything like that? Yes, I absolutely. Would, I would love that. <laughs> well, I would, I would, we use the Rodecaster Pro for our recording and it's up that. for, you know, up to four microphones. Okay. And it kind of, there's no um, post audio um, editing after this or anything. This is basically straight raw and it comes, we have it feeding into the video. So it, it makes it pretty convenient, you know, yeah. starting off as a podcaster and it's, it's not too expensive. Um, the, the, um, 
the mixing board mm -hmm. is about 700 mm -hmm. and the mics are 100 and gotcha. these are pod mics that come along these are road mics and they come along with the roadcaster as well oh, well you know they don't come with it but they're connected to where connected. the quality of mic because most mics to kind of get a really good sound in whatever it is probably about two or three hundred dollars yeah this yeah. one is specifically for podcasting gotcha. so they have it at a budget of one one hundred and it's great for you know podcasting gets that that sound and noise cancellation because if yeah. i step back you can't hear me that's true oh. <laughs> yeah just like a live demonstration that's yeah. so cool <laughs> and it's also it's pretty smart as well so you can program it to yeah. the kind of mic that you actually have so it's not just for these kind you know if they have a different companies of mics you can yeah. program it for that yeah so i yeah. you know it's, it's not a paid commercial or anything but <laughs> a promo right. but to, it's it's been it's a it's a life changer when it comes to podcasting and it like i said it allows you to take phone calls and things like that so instead of investing you know, little, 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 little here. If you wanted to go straight to it, I would say definitely any day. Roadcaster Pro. Roadcaster. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely consider that. And like, I, I look at, I'm looking at you guys' background. Is that like insulation, like soundproofing, or? Yeah, it's just a foam, acoustic um, acoustic foam. foam yeah. yeah, ordered off uh, Amazon, and we kind of put it together. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm planning to set up a studio. Uh, sometime around June, July-ish, June, July, July, maybe. And then I'll probably get a show of myself. <laughs> yeah, we, we basically were, I had a recording studio first and then we added on the podcast part. Gotcha. So, you know, that's one, one of the reasons why we went ahead and made the, the whole room um, do, you, podcast, do you do like, like music shows and stuff like that? Is that what you had the studio for, like your music and? Well, I record. I recorded. I was a producer and stuff like that. I basically, you know, record in-house songs. Also, did some street performing in downtown LA as well. You know, so, but I just kind of tickle around for me now at the moment. I enjoy the the podcast. It's a different world. I get to learn a, a lot about different things other than music. I started playing cello when I was five, so music has been there. Ooh amazing been there a while yeah yeah <laughs> so. initially this was actually more for the look and uh -huh. uh, we were gonna put two black i mean we still are gonna mess around with it but yeah it was mostly for the look but now yeah. it, i noticed that it does help with the sound you yeah. know because especially when i hear other people's sound and yeah like, okay yeah it does kind of suck in some of the sound so yeah. it's helpful yeah <laughs> but we also have um you know like soundproof curtains and stuff like that that help with the sound but the mics i think even yeah i could say probably without a padded room you probably still be okay with this yeah without a padded room yeah because cool. you i don't know if you probably haven't heard any um cars and fire trucks or anything yeah. go by this whole time but they have been going by yeah, yeah. oh really okay yeah. Yeah, a lot of right. and everything has been passed, have been passing by. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, um, so you said you got you got you got into it last October and then there was a leak in the It was October of 2020. Yeah. 
2020. Of 2020. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we did um, about three months, yeah. um, 17 episodes, and then, you know, the took repair time and kind of just took off the year. Some things kind of changed. And that's even when I, you know, took off my music cape and put it down for a while. So the year passed, got a chance to recharge, visualize and set things back up to kind of, well, we didn't, we didn't, this state, but on the other wall, that's the wall that we're not using as far as this background, but we, we used to hold it um, for um, episode, no, season one. Yeah. We had the whole room, you know, you could see uh, the whole room in season one. Yeah. Uh, um, but just kind of took the year off and then discovered matchmaker.fm. Yep at the beginning of the year and it's been back to back to back. Like I said, we've recorded, this is maybe recording number 80. Wow. That's so cool. In three months. I got got into matchmaker.fm like um, pretty much about the time when I texted you like months ago, almost. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it was a month. Yeah. I was trying to see like what's out there and I was like, Hey, this is a, I'm I'm still not not sure how to use that. Um, like I haven't paid them or anything. It just it looks like it's just <laughs> yeah. There's a free account. There's like, like that, limitations yeah. to free account. How many oh, are messages okay. you can receive? But yeah, it's a free thing. But you can pay for like unlimited, um, like yeah. unlimited uh, messaging and things like that. So. Cool. Okay. Yeah. We, are, we I'll, also I'll, take I'll, donations. I guess they need room for us. Yeah. You're in Arizona, right? I am. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, do you get into any kind of, I know Arizona is big on minerals and crystals. Are you into that at all? My friends are. Uh, okay. <laughs> so they get like really big on crystals and you know the energy and all of that. And I keep telling them, "Hey, you are more powerful than the crystals. You have that energy already." But they should know that as well. Yeah. <laughs> they probably do. They probably do. It's just it's just so fascinating. I think like you know to look at and some of them are really pretty, right? Like the crystals and all yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, so nice. Um, I personally um, am not into it uh, as much uh, as my friends would like me to be. Uh, <laughs> they keep telling me about the benefits of this and that. And I'm like, hey, I got my breathing, I got my meditation, I'm good. Like, you know, I have a way to center myself um, internally. I feel like um, and this is my personal belief and I might be wrong about it. Like, anything external can have an impact. You know, I also study astrology and they talk about gems and crystals having an impact, you know, for certain things. And so I totally get it that it can have an impact, but I also agree that um, no impact is stronger than which is created by our own will. And uh, if internally we can somehow bring that change, then external, we, we won't need an external substance or an external or anything to kind of affect that change inside of me i can create the change that i want from inside however i'm a full supporter of how pretty it looks sometimes i'm like oh my gosh that's pretty good for my house so let me let me ask you are your friends 
just collectors or do they actually go out and find crystals themselves? Yeah, because we get they're just collectors, huh? Yeah, because we get into it as a hobby. Like we actually go like going and digging, finding where where you can find a a specific specimen. All of these um, are we found ourselves and wow, you can't really see it in the video as much because it's it's bright but yeah each one looks very different um but yeah like you know finding a mineral in like a desert and just you know it it, it's it kind of it's pretty cool i could say that that's where uh, energy you know Mm. if if you know when i can't say if or not even you know giving an energy but that's where it is created i feel for sometimes, you know, when it's sparked, when you actually pull it from the soil yourself and you look at it and you're like, wow. And that energy, you know, that's yeah. basically there, you know, and I can't, but I, sh- I I wouldn't say to really just get super connected with it and, you know, but understanding that it's a, you know, the energy that you get from exactly. finding it, Oh, it's a yeah. whole nother level of, you know, I, I paid I can thousands of dollars for this crystal and I'm putting it in my house. And that's a different, that's a completely different polished. energy because and now you're connected with, I paid this amount of money exactly. for it. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. so I think that's the difference. I agree right. with you. That's totally the difference because buying it versus finding it yourself is, it's yeah. like a journey that you took, like, you know, to, it's like earth, earth gave you a gift, you know, personal, yeah. and, you know, that's how it feels when you, I guess, an independent person, because you have these big companies and I guess it's like nothing to them. It's like, yeah, another one here. Yeah. Another one here. Yeah. Another one. Here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, Arizona, Arizona is so big, like Sedona, there's like, it's like commercialized on crystals in a way. Um, I know in Tucson, Arizona, every year there's an annual gem show. Yeah. But I think that is still a little bit better as compared to like, you know, some of these big companies, because in the gem show, you'll people who have worked hard to pick it out themselves. Right. So, you know, they've put their heart and soul into it and they're bringing it to the world. And the, I think I, I appreciate that, you know, uh, where somebody really worked for that versus, you know, when I see it in a store, just, you know, with lighting, good lighting and, you know, like trying to sell it and stuff like that. Then I'm like, do I need it? Like, you know, uh, then you're right. The energy is more of paying and transaction versus, you know, I found this or as a gift or like, you know, yeah. and sometimes at the store it's polished. So sometimes um, people have no connection of what the actual mineral looks like. It's actually a lot more beautiful than, you know, the other day, a friend of mine was wearing um, a malachite. Uh, necklace and I showed her what it looks like in its raw form it's like wow it's really beautiful so it's you know I think it, and then you don't know if it's real or not when you get it from the yeah. store they, yeah, that's, know, the biggest, that's the other I hate that connection with my brain you know yeah. when looking at something that's being sold I'm like is that real like ah, 
<laughs> if I have to think about it and it's like, all right, I don't want it. I can't. You know, I don't, I'd rather go. How can we go find it? You know? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> You're going to come down to Arizona often to ever like, you know, go find crystals or anything. Not enough. We passed through once. <laughs> I mean, we passed through a couple of times because we moved from DC to LA. But the last time we um, drove across, we stopped by Sedona on the way back. Mm. So spent like beautiful, really beautiful yeah, yeah. it's really beautiful. beautiful but we definitely have to um yeah spend check some out some time. more in, in the, the desert side of arizona where they have some yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well you're well you're welcome to stop by anytime you know come say hi and um, definitely appreciate yeah. the same here we always invite our, our guests to down to if you're ever in downtown la let us know come in for another episode and yeah. you know sit in and sure. talk with us yeah absolutely i do come down to downtown LA. maybe i'll i'll email you when i'm there and maybe you can also visit yeah. our center we have the it's a beautiful it's like a huge dome you know uh it was an old church that was you know being abandoned and uh, art of living kind of saved it and at the same time uh it's it's an architectural marvel like it's it's beautiful yeah. how it's built it's amazing uh you guys should yeah, we love to out. check it out yeah we're we're yeah. definitely gonna go check it out yeah yeah i'll probably send you a text or an email when i'm there and then you can yeah we're them. getting back into our biking routine so okay yeah yeah awesome. bike bike at least about i want to do at least about four to five times a week you know and even along with us alongside the gym we used to of course bike a lot before the yeah. uh, whole pandemic thing but fell off a little bit and getting back to it so yeah. we're definitely gonna yeah definitely send us address and we'll, i want to go check that out yeah totally. i'm happy to hear about it and that's one of the things i love about the podcast you know just learn about so much so many so many new things yeah. exactly exactly awesome well before we get ready to close it out um would you like to you know um let our guests know where they can you know find your work or you know Sure. Any, contact you. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say contact, I guess, on. but or just yeah. Any yeah, new products and stuff like that. Stumbled yeah, up. Yeah, I think if if anybody is like interested in learning about breathing and meditation and also something which is preserved in its original form, because a lot of times now, because how you know famous breathwork and meditation have been become, because they're buzzwords, I feel like a lot of it is also um you know it's going away from its roots you know so with the art of living the beauty is that it's the roots are still preserved while we you know grow our you know tree bearing fruit like it's still well founded uh in the ancient techniques honoring the uh you know the ancient people who found these techniques so i feel like if anybody's interested in something like that they could go check out artofliving.org uh, and if they wanted to reach out to me personally, I think my Instagram is uh, something that I generally pass on. Um, mm -hmm. It's at Baswani. That's my last name. Jits, J-I-T-S. And maybe I don't we'll know. We'll have links. We'll have, yeah, we'll, yeah, have, we'll have links. Yeah, sure. So they can just text me, DM me. I'm pretty flexible and uh, make myself accessible to people. So. And I know that hopefully you get to come in and I'd like to talk more on what it's like growing up in India. 
Sure. Yeah, we can have a separate conversation with that. <laughs> and talk food and stuff. And you recommend any? Well, I guess we'll, we'll have we have a favorite downtown. So, what, what is it? Which one? Uh, Mr. Masala. I've I've heard of it. I've never been. Is it? Is it I think that's the one near the LA the Life. But there are a lot of hotels, right? Like a lot of hotels too are on that. Yeah, the Marriott and yeah, um, Staples yeah. Center. Staples yeah. Center. By the Staples Center, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. passed outside it. I've always thought of going in. I've never been. Um, I yeah, think that's our spot. Maybe if I come here, if I come over there, or if you come to Arizona, especially if you come to Arizona, I'll cook it. I'll make it. No, that we days. love yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i was my, my my next question was probably sliding <laughs> closer towards there where you know or maybe you can teach us how to spot some really yes. you know great ones so it's like the kitchen yep yeah. <laughs> at home that, I, all right now he knows yeah <laughs> yeah i'll yeah. cook some for my uh, for you guys my i'll cook it myself and then if i'm in la um I don't have access to a kitchen, so I don't know. I, I guess real, real quick, what's on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> what What are your dishes of, of <laughs> you know, your go-to dishes? I'm interested. Well, go-to dishes that I can make really well. There's this um, black beans. Um, you know, there's an Indian name for it. It's called Rajma. Mm. And okay. I can cook that. I can make that really well. Um, you know, when I was in my master's, I would almost feed like 20 people sometimes in a week on a weekend all my friends would come over wow they would ask me to cook so that's like my speciality so i can cook you guys some rajma <laughs> okay yeah 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 i'm looking forward to it it's gonna yeah. be fun <laughs> rice and rajma <laughs> well yeah we definitely appreciate your time and consideration and coming on the podcast and sharing some great info with us Thank you so much, guys, and take care and bless you and have a good Well, we're going to, yeah, we're going to close it out a little bit more. For the listeners, thank you for listening, supporting the podcast. You can find us at americangypsy.com. We have all the audios, videos, and um, guest information for all the episodes. And we have consistent self-improvement merch at luamli.com. And you also can check out some music under Classic Carpenter, K-L-A-C-C-I-K-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A under um, in Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube, Tidal, all major platforms. And thank you again to our guests. And thank you again to our listeners, supporters, donators, viewers, subscribers. Thank you. Thank you. Consistent self-improvement to everyone. And peace. peace.